Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Well, my friends, I am so excited about today because it's Heirloom Seed Day. And Carol, why is that always so special? I love this day because we get to look at the principle in its original form Mm -hmm. And we get to hear about it from John, who wrote the principle, and get and we hear his voice talking mm-hmm. about the original principle and his thoughts behind writing it. And Gail and I were talking this week because it's really, we talk about self-discovery because in most of our material now, uh, we, we take people through characteristics and benefits and steps to follow. This did not have that. It's just surely the principle. And then, Gail, you would talk about milk and honey. What, what did that mean to you? I was talking about that I'm addicted Mm. and that we're all addicted to something. We're just replacing our addictions. And I, that that was like, I hate to say the word, but it was like cocaine. It's a dopamine hit to my brain. Mm. And I remember going to the first round table. It's like, this is the reward. This is what I'm meant to be addicted to. I love it. And it's the golden nuggets of milk and honey or the truth that can be so applicable every day. John would always say that when the promises were given to the children of Israel, he said, you'll go to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. He never said anything about the giants. So he, he didn't say you're going <laughs> to have He was a very positive, optimistic person. <laughs> but that's really the truth. It was, I'll take you into a land with uh, trees you didn't plant and houses you didn't build. You'll eat from vineyards that uh, you never had anything to do with in the tending of them. And and uh, that's really what's happened. So this self-discovery is an amazing thing. And and you've had these these R's. We share those a lot. But could you run us through those, those R's that you talk about when reading one of these? Oh, I principles? sure can. If we had a principle last week, we would spend the first 10 minutes reviewing. Mm-hmm. And we would review... What happened with us as we interacted with the principal all week and we interacted with the God of the principal all week? Because God will strategically bring experiences into our lives and that we're more aware of them and we can review with the group what happened with us. Hmm. Did we succeed? Were we aware? Did we fall down? What's happening? And then the next one is read. So we would take turns reading. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have things revealed to us. So as we underline, uh, we're going to share those things Mm. uh, that have been revealed. And then we are looking for the rewards. And the rewards were the milk and honey. Mm -hmm. As God is our Father, which was John's passion, to introduce people more to the Father's heart of God, that he wanted good things for his children. Mm -hmm. And these are the rewards that he has. It's the cause and effect of of the uh, nuggets of truth. And then the last one was rating. Mm -hmm. We rate ourselves one to 10 against the plumb line. And how far off are we? And are we building our lives on the plumb line of God's principles and truths? And the more we build our lives on that plumb line, the closer we are with this principle, the more success we'll have. And you know, success with this experience is different. We just wanted to have what someone else wanted. We wanted someone to see our fruit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and be attracted to the kingdom from our fruit and only if necessary use words mm. Mm. and that's the most awesome phrase they i want what you have mm-hmm. that's francis and, of francis of assisi uh mm. preach christ always and when necessary use words i love that quote it sure is a powerful quote so as we're listening to john right now uh take out that pencil and and look for those rewards because again when you're going through that is the self-discovery this is all you know adventure one is all about discovery so discover for yourself some of these milk and honey statements that is a reward encapsulated just for you let's join john right now john this next productivity principle is that of hard work and it's based on proverbs 12 verse 24 work hard and become a leader be lazy and never succeed. So when we uh, become a leader, it doesn't mean we don't have to work anymore, huh? <laughs> Not necessarily, no. In order to maintain what you earned, you got to keep on doing that which you did. Mm, so this is an interesting principle because my life was really, I, I grew up with that attitude. I mean, our whole family and our whole history was hard work. I oh, mean, that was beautiful. That's <laughs> beautiful. Okay, let's uh, visit the Lored principle. Work. It's almost a bad word anymore. Nowadays, we want to have everything handed to us. Being a hard worker is one of the finest qualities we will find in a person. It is what brings success to our lives, our communities, and our nation. Good, hard workers are always concerned about quantity and quality production. They become valuable to any organization or company because they are productive. The proverb says, work hard and become a leader. Here's why. The hard worker's mind is on getting things done. Is that right, John? Absolutely, yeah. Because you can't separate the two, saying like if you're a hard worker, it means that you are committed to work and so you look for work, you you look for what you can get done and so your whole mind is focused on that. So if you're a hard worker, then you are looking for work rather than if you're not a hard worker and you don't like to work, you look what you can get out of. Mm. And so it's an attitude that goes with that and productivity is really, that's what makes productivity. It, it's the mindset of a person that we were taught thing like to work hard, you earn your way through life, and and that was that was ingrained in us. And but that's how it works. You, mm-hmm. If if you're not a hard worker, you look for an easy way out of doing nothing. What I love about this is when you say uh, getting things done, that's closure, and it's one of those things we talk about as business people. It's one thing to have a lot of activity, but you got to bring closure to them. Get Absol- the things done. Absolutely. Every week you should look at how many things you've closed or uh-huh. how many things you've finished. You know, it's one thing to start something, but you got to push in order to get closure on things and finish off things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they are working, they see other things that need to be done and do those jobs as well. Since they are production-oriented, they become creative. They look for work and ways to get it done better and faster. This will get the hard workers a promotion, and before long, they will be in leadership. That's what the proverb says. It says uh, that if you work hard, you'll become a leader, which is just natural because you set the example for others, and then you are leading. And uh, I like a couple of thoughts in there. It said, uh, since we are production-oriented, they become creative. Mm-hmm. Only people that want to get things done become creative. You don't become creative unless you um, unless you want to get something done. Then, if you if you are cre- I mean, if you are a, a producer and want to get things done, then you look for better ways, faster ways, bigger ways. You know, I mean, the whole philosophy of life changes in that direction, and then you you're forced mm-hmm. to be creative. It's not that you're trying to be creative; you're forced to be creative. You will become creative. It's just a nat- natural thing for you. 
Good work ethics are among the qualities and values that will make any nation great. But today in the United States, sometimes we are not even allowed to help each other get the job done. Some people tell us, now that's not your responsibility. That's true. Saying like uh, some people tell us, you know, that, uh, well, I'm not going to do that, but that's not my responsibility. But that's not, you can't have an attitude mm-hmm. uh, like that. Whether you're in leadership or whether you're an employee or whatever phase in life is, to say that's not my responsibility, that's a bad thing to say. You always got to look at what can you do to help, even if it's not directed for yourself. If it doesn't benefit yourself, now it be- produces an attitude of saying like, I want to see things done. That makes you feel like an achiever. And then when you are an achiever, you feel good about Mm -hmm. yourself. You will become a leader. That's what leader is all about. Mm -hmm. People promise to get us more for doing less. Now, as workers, we want to work less, make more, have shorter hours, more benefits, longer vacations, more holidays, with less sweat. However, always more money. Boy, that's a curse right there. (laughs) That is. That is. Mm -hmm. you, You take a person that has that attitude... And, and sometimes it's taught in America. Sometimes it's really taught that, that thing, like, that's not your responsibility. Don't, don't do this and don't do that. Let somebody else do that. And probably well-meaning because they're trying to protect other people's jobs. But, but that's not the philosophy of life. So in order to protect jobs, they're like, no, don't do that. That's somebody else's responsibility. So we, but, but in doing that, we destroy what you call the morale or the, or the, uh, the effectiveness of productivity yes. because now we want to separate things where part of that's good and I think the intent is good but the, but people that do that don't understand what the person's development his personal development is and what makes leaders uh, is their pro- productivity mm-hmm. we've lost one of our greatest assets the desire to work why is it that when we find a job we quit looking for work. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's really interesting. That's really true. You know, and I, I have some employees like that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's like when you hire them, you know, they're, they seem ambitious. They, they, they want to they wanna do things. But once they've found a job, they quit looking for work. In other words, they just want to do just what they can get by with. A good employee that's going to turn out to be a leader, the productive one, he will look for work, look for things he can do to please his boss and to satisfy himself and to secure his job. Mm-hmm. That's how life was designed to be. Your, your security is never in unions or your security is never. It's all in your hands yes. by how you behave and how you do things. That's that's critical. <laughs> Our welfare and support programs have made some of us dependent and lazy. These support systems were created to help people for a short term, not to depend on them for a living. There are three benefits that we will get for being a hard worker. Number one is security, because we will put our trust in God and our developed abilities, not in government programs. Oh, that's so that's so good. That that's that's just so positive. Is because we trust God and in our developed abilities, Mm -hmm. which means that we've earned the right in our position in life. We've earned our employment status. We've earned things. And then that keeps us there. We don't we don't trust in in uh, government or we don't trust in things. We trust in, in what we've developed. We trust in God and our abilities. That's what maintains us and keeps us. That's our strength. Number two is wealth because we keep increasing our value and wage. See, when you do that, when you actually keep your developed abilities, you increase in your personal wealth. As an employee, I can honestly say the people where I've worked at, uh, before I was in business myself, where I've worked at, 
I always went up the ladder because I always tried to do more than I when, than was expected. I always looked for work, always tried to do more, and be productive, and that increased my increased my value to yes, them. Yes. You know, so so I, my job security was based upon I've increased my value to them. It's beautiful. Number three would be happiness because we know we have earned our position in life. And then we experience fulfillment. That's there is no greater feeling than when you go to work, whether you're an employee or a businessman or what, is to go home in the evening or go home after a week's work and saying like, I was worth something to the company. We should never look at the what we can get out of the company. We should look what we can put into the company, yes. even as leaders, what we can put into the company because then the company will bless us back. That's just the way it works. There is a law in life. Anything that does not work is either fixed or thrown away. This law holds true for people as well. If we do not want to work or will not work, we are discarded and rejected. Jesus said this, If the salt has lost its flavor or value, it becomes good for nothing and will be cast out and rejected. John, I have seen you teach that principle uh, in third world countries because that is just so true. That is true. The salt, Jesus was talking about the salt, if the salt has lost its value, or if it's not salty anymore, then it's thrown away because it's lost its value. And people and products are everything in life. That's the principle in life, that everything, if you are not valuable to me, you won't have a good relationship with me. Because relationships and employment uh, relationship is all based upon value. Saying like, uh, because if things aren't working, if you have a machine that doesn't work right, no matter if you paid you know, $100,000 for it, you will either fix it or throw it away because uh-huh. you will not tolerate things that don't work or they don't because they, they are no more valuable to you. Yes. If you have an employee that won't work or don't do anything, they're discarded. That's, that's the teaching that Jesus gave. The salt has lost its savior, its value, and it's thrown away, cast under the feet of men. We are to create value in order to be accepted. We have a great opportunity in our world today. Be a hard worker or outperform others. Do what others will not do and you will become a leader, but also a rare species and in demand. If you want a good future, be a hard worker. (laughs) That's good advice. That's good advice. You know, you can be a rare species because right now, you know, with uh, a lot of uh, full employment, you know, a good manager or a good worker or a good person sometimes is hard to find, and it's because we got pretty full employment. But they become a rare species when yes. you look for certain people. Yes. They're, they're rare. You know, they're just a small percentage yes. of what's available anymore. And uh, but you, your security and everything is based upon that hard worker and perform outperform others, uh, and that will that will make you a rare species, and people will appreciate you and keep you. Now, there's cultures, John. You and I have seen. Um, Many people get upset because they'll say, well, like the Korean culture coming into L.A. and running stores or the Mexican people coming in and working in our factories. They come in to work. They I mean, do. that's the issue. That's that is right. the issue. That's what brings threat to us. It isn't their people group. They are here to work. That's right. That's why they become prosperous. People that come to America that came from foreign countries a lot of times, third world countries, they always were wanted to work. And when they come to America, they look at it as a land of opportunity again. And so they want to earn their right. They work hard. They live cheap. You know, they, mm-hmm. and, they, and so they outperform us. And it's good for America because it teaches us a lesson, right. too, and it keeps us. Some people don't like it because they say, well, they're a threat to our jobs. Yeah. No, it's not a threat to anybody's job if they really do their work. And, uh, so so you, you don't lose that. So in closing, John, what is, uh, 
one of the values that hard work has brought to your life as you look back over it? Uh, I, I think that one of the principles that we did not talk about in here is that that we're not always talking about sweat hard work. Uh-huh. We're not always talking about sweat because with technology and things today, it's not always the sweat you produce. Years ago, everything was sweat work, you know, uh, just plain hard work. Uh, but hard work now is is more in saying like be efficient, be doing things right, be productive, get things done. And sometimes you can do it with a computer without what you call sweat, without muscle. Yes. But you got to use your brain muscle then. I mean, whatever it is, you have to produce right. And if you produce right, you will be accepted, loved, and appreciated because value is always protected, loved, and appreciated. John, the principle is hard work. Proverbs 12, verse 24, work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and never succeed. Recap this for us. <laughs> that, those statements are just so true. Uh, well, I would close it by saying like that people that become creative are those who want to get things done. So if you have an attitude or a good work ethic uh, or have an attitude about work, you also become creative. And that's why you become a leader. It's because if you want to get something done, you will look at doing something faster and you want to go higher. You want to get something bigger and you want to make something better. That's a drive. Any, anybody that has a real work ethics will think about those things faster, better, bigger, higher, stronger. You know, that, that's their attitude. And that's why they become creative. And when they become creative, then they become leaders because they lead the way to technology. They lead the way in everything. That's a powerful thought that we should keep in mind, that work ethics is more than just creating something. It means just doing something is also creating something. How amazing that when we talk about ethics, one of the greatest ethics there is is a work ethic. And that hit me. I, I love this concept here. It said... Less sweat, more money. <laughs> what I underlined as the facilitator was less stress, more money. Because today it isn't sweat necessarily, but it is stress. I've seen that in life. That's the new sweat is the stress that we can handle. How about you, Carol? What would you underline? I love where it says good work ethics are among the qualities and values that will make any nation great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would add to that, bring that down to our community. And I remember mm-hmm. a story about a storm that went through, true story, here in our county and took someone's roof off. And the the neighbors didn't wait for mm-hmm. the insurance to approve it, the government to give the rules, but the neighbors took their chainsaws in and within a day that roof was rebuilt because everybody pitched in. And that work ethic is so present mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's not just about hard work and earning money, but it's about working hard to help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's what builds community and society. How about you, Gail? Well, I love that. Ethics is the same theme as what I was focused on. But remember when we talked in the beginning of this go tour, it was about attitude. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be the same thing. And that's what John brought out when he asked this question. Why is it that when we find a job, we quit looking for work? That was so profound. And after the first paragraph, he said that people are either committed to work, which is looking for work, or they're looking how to get out of work. And that's such an attitude and such a choice 
and character. And I loved this question that I think I'm going to ask myself every week that John brought out. How many things have I closed today? Yeah. Because that was really hard work. And I love it that he, in most of his principles, you'll see he circles back around to creativity. And we're a chip off the old block. God was creative. And these principles increase our creativity. I love that part. I'm going to focus on your your word reward now, because as I was going through, I was trying to find some of these R's, but uh, and I found a number of them, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the one in the first paragraph. Work hard and become a leader. So one of the one of the rewards of working hard is that somehow you will be seen as a leader. And uh, we talk so much about leadership and its workership or workmanship that makes us a leader as well. How about you, Carol? Any R's that you found? One of the truths that I believe is in here and I want to highlight it is that one of the rewards is that people notice how hard you work, but it's not always dependent on your abilities. As a person, you might not be able to do as much as the next person, but that doesn't mean you're not working hard in the capacity that Mm -hmm. you have. And I think that capacity and that reward that comes with doing your best at whatever you're doing, whatever you're capable of doing, that you are working hard in that capacity. And the reward is that that's respected and honored. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. How about you, Gail? I was thinking the same thing, Carol. <laughs> the thought to ponder, work is an opportunity given by God and is always available even when jobs are not. Mm. And the reward was the second last sentence. Um, it's talking about if you do what others won't do, you'll become a leader, not only a leader though, you'll be a rare species Mm -hmm. and in Mm -hmm. demand. That doesn't take any extra capabilities. It doesn't take any special uh, family connections or anything like that. And that is a beautiful opportunity. You'll be in demand no matter what. So one of the things I want to point out is your work today as we've developed this Chrysalis Project Uh, Each of these heirloom seeds has a digging deeper section, and we were able to take uh, John's questions, and that's what uh, you can dig deep as you're going through this. So would you read, Carol, that first discussion question? Number one, do you love to go to work and take responsibility? And number two? Do you earn your wage, or are you trusting in something else? (laughs) And what are you trusting in? And number three. In your life, what do you consider to be hard work? Which, again, that's what I was focusing on is, you know, hard work might be different to different people and dependent on their abilities and capacities. So we encourage you as you're doing this, make that a personal go-to for you inside. You know, what is that feeling of productivity? And, yeah, would you close with our thought to ponder? Sure. Again, the thought to ponder is work is an opportunity given by God and is always available even when jobs are not. Thank you. Carol, would you pray for us? Lord, thank you for the hard work principle and the ethic of hard work. We just love it, God, that you instilled in us this desire. And I pray for anybody out there who either is looking for a job or looking for work that you would open their eyes to see the opportunities around them and that you would just help them to look with an added new an attitude of what can I do today to make this world better and what can I do for those around me and Lord 
help them to see with fresh eyes the opportunities and the rewards of hard work. I just pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.